Stop the music! Stop the music! Bitch, I said stop! Okay, good. No, not good. Sorry, everyone. I'm Orifice Jones, <laughs> here for the Gem Girls. Well, the thing is, not anymore. There won't be oh. any episode today because the Gem Girls are no more. Oh my god. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Like, super, 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 super uh, psych. What a relief. Super psych. <laughs> I'm glad that you weren't even in on it. Um, obviously, we <laughs> couldn't be separated because our codependency knows no bounds. And oh, for sure. it does not. Uh, and we would never, ever cast aside our divine duty of talking shit about subpar 80s cartoons, even in the face of the widespread criticism <laughs> and general disinterest the world pays us on the regular. Widespread criticism, we wish. We wish. We, it's more general disinterest. It truly is. Um... <laughs> That was me trying to try grasping at straws there, really trying to live, <laughs> trying to fake it till I make it. Uh, really, just faking it. Anyways, yeah. With that oddball, We're not going no, no, no. Uh, with that oddball intro, that will make more sense maybe in a second aside. Welcome to Gem Girls, your favorite podcast about the best worst cartoon of them all, Gem the Holograms. And once again, in case you didn't hear it in the back, I'm Orphis Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis, and today we have our pie-eating pants on because we're taking a big old slice of slice <laughs> as we talk about Gem Season 3, Episode 7, The Day the Music Died. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah, I know, no, exactly that noise. I feel like the music died many, many years exactly. ago. Exactly! Was the music uh, ever alive? Yeah, the music was not alive yeah, in the show. Yeah, the music was undead at best. Yeah. I mean, the music made me wish I had died. True. It killed me. Hey, true. The uh, music killed me. So I guess that, yeah, good to the music? <laughs> I don't know. And um, anyway, a melodramatic title for a pretty melodrama-heavy episode because let me tell you, honey, none of this drama was mellow. No, no, no mellow. No, 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 no mellow. Um... Filled with many Zach Morris-style talking-to-the-camera moments, this entry into the Gemverse breaks the fourth wall like a wrecking ball. But honestly, what even are walls, you know? You know? What are even our walls? Yeah, what are walls and what is time, as you know? Exactly. Like, you know, time, if there were walls, it would just, like, ricochet off of the walls, and that would be a confusing mess. So, obviously, there are no walls. Yeah, there are no walls. Time is an immaterial... Uh, what is anything? What? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, all of this amazingness could only be written by a man bound by no walls, nor the mortal coil, because he's hella dead. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. The one, the only, Spice of Slife, the OG wifer for Slifer, Roger, put that in your Slife and smoke it, Slifer. <laughs> It really makes no sense when you say it. Um, and surely the man needs no introduction, except obviously he does because his last name is Slifer and he holds the cipher to my heart. And it's really just fun to say any variation of Slife. And that is the last one, we promise. Maybe. Probably Yeah, not. don't you dare put your knife in my Slife. Yeah, ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> knife in my Slife? I don't like that one. I don't know. It feels like it feels more sexual than stabby, and also I feel like Slifer yeah. is dead, so we shouldn't. He, you know. I mean, I don't think he got stabbed to death. I don't think he did either, but that'd be fun. <laughs> oh my god! I know that's how you want to die. That is true. That is pretty true. Uh, <laughs> the legend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Have some respect. Like, at least if I get knifed, I'll still leave a generally beautiful corpse, assuming I have a considerate stabber. Bludgeoned, I don't want no bruises. Fair. That's, that's very fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want bruises. I don't want, like, anything to bulge. I don't want my eyeball to pop out, you know? Very true, which is Eyeballs why getting choked. intact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I want my corpse's eyes to be open at the viewing. Uh, open casket, obviously. 
So I could then, you know, maybe make eye contact with people. I don't know. That's such a good idea. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, I would also have an open casket. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, We'll discuss open caskets more afterwards. I'm actually generally against them. But anyways, this episode of Gem originally aired on February 11th. We're still talking about (laughs) Gem holograms. Um, Originally aired on February 11th, 1988. And according to IMDb, I am dumb bitch. uh, This is the one where Gem and Riot's disappearance leaves the holograms, the Starlight Girls, and the Stingers under the Misfits' control. Uh, and I just want to say, I tried like I tried hard to find a very succinct description of this episode. Everywhere else was like fucking like a paragraph and a half. I went to Rock Gem. I went to GemFandom.com. I went to this new one called Prancitron. What? I'm gonna send. <laughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you the link, and you can decide what it's called. All right, because it's Prancitron. Yeah, the, the, it's spelled P-R-A-N-C-E-A-T-R-O-N. Francitron, baby. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, I... Michael, I don't know what that is. Prancitron. I can't even begin to guess. I don't know. But, like, gem versus Prancitron? Interesting. I'm, 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 I'm digging <laughs> into this website now, and it's taking me places. Um, yeah, so shout out to Prancitron. Yeah, so Thank <laughs> you for your effort. You may not be alive anymore, because this, this website's pretty old. Prancitron may be dead, but regardless, that has not stopped us in the past. No, we will resurrect all ghosts of websites past. You know, like all of the old GeoCities oh, websites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Send me your MySpace link and such. Yeah. But send them over. We're going to have a look. We're going to have a look. <laughs> and probably them. talk shit about it. Just FYI. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into this episode. Get into the episode. So, um, Orifice, your intro was inspired by events that happened right at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, which I actually, I personally love this because I often skip the intro. And as I was like, you know, doing the five second advance through my streamer, I was like, oh shit, I got to the episode really quickly. So I zoomed back and I was like, no, they actually like mid opening theme song do a whole stop the music, stop the music. I was impressed. Yeah, that demonstrated some effort. Creativity, even. Creativity. And basically, it's Kimber who's basically like, listen, there won't be a story today because Jem and Jerrica are gone and the holograms will never play again. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of like, what's happening? That sounds like a story. You're saying there won't be a story. But, but there is a story. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I actually, again... This isn't me just going very wifey slifey moment, but I will say the writing was good in that it kind of built tension in the beginning because you're given all these little nuggets of, oh, what happened or like what's going on? And they do kind of leave like a breadcrumb trail, not a bread trail, breadcrumb trail uh, of like, you know, things to kind of get you through the episode. And for sure, it loses a lot of that mystique, you know, maybe one third of the way in. But the first couple of these like narrator moments talking to the camera that they're pretty good yeah they are good this was a great episode you know we're we're rife with slife over exactly here. this life is rife people it might even be ripe <laughs> um so anyway basically kimber talks about how she blames herself for the situation because she quote takes things too personally that sounds like something jerica would say yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's Kimber internalizing the external criticism that Jerrica constantly gives her as she fucks with her head. Because in this moment, Kimber was didn't do anything wrong. Kimber was like the one person kind of being chill about everything. Everyone else was being like kind of nonsense. Maybe not Shayna. Well, she was the only one not being a sassy little bitch, which just makes me feel like Jerrica maybe uses her as a punching bag. Oh, I mean, obviously, mad. obviously. Uh, as we see uh, here, because, so, the whole episode is kind of told in a format of, yeah, someone's talking to the camera, and then you go to a flashback of what happened previously. So this is the first one we get, and we flash back to working at Starlight, and Jarek is really stressed out. Shayna goes to her with some costume designs, but she's like, hey, Shayna, this doesn't really match the color that we want, and Shayna... 
maybe mildly understandably kind of gets pissed off about it because she's like, oh, I guess my designs aren't good because you want this fucking color thing. I kind of get it. But then Rio comes with. <laughs> like, Rio comes in on, and he's basically like, hey, you cheap bitch, you gonna pay for these new lights? Or do you have to use these, like, old fucky speakers? And Jericho's like, oh, man, like, I don't think we have it in, like, the budget right now, Rio. Like, we have, like, a lot of expenses. And then Rio says, quote, yeah. okay, tightwad, yeah. Old, yeah. boring ones it is, and storms off. Tightwad is amazing, though. Amazing, and, like, a very accurate, de- like, description of Jerrica Benton, because you know her twat is tight. So she is a tight wad as well. Okay, what does that mean in the context of a kid's show? Because I, I can't imagine any other meaning apart from, like, a tight asshole. Oh, true, 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 true. I guess, like, maybe stingy. I think the tightwad could be construed as stingy. Ah, that makes sense. Like, your wad is real tight. Like, your money wad. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I loved it. I loved Loved it. it. It was awful, and I was like, fuck you, Rio, but I was really like, this is why you guys don't work. You're both the worst. Um, so in comes Kimber who tells Jerrica that, uh, you know, like, just a reminder that you have to, Jem has to check, like, yeah. Jean's new costume. It's a helpful reminder. Like, helpful reminder. <laughs> Jerrica's like, how dare you? Like, I know my responsibilities. Get off my back. It's like, whoa, lady. Yeah, okay. it's like, cheese, Louise. <laughs> Take it down from your 12, please. Like a seven, maybe. Yeah, that was far too much. And then, and then she, then yeah, she takes it to maybe a thirteen because she has this like get out, get out, get out moment. Yeah, that was that was uncalled for. Um, so we cut to the night of the concert, and Jem is really mad because Rio hasn't shown up uh, because his van broke down. And he can't set up for the concert. And Gemma's pissed because she had told Rio to get it fixed already. And he's just like a stupid moron. And now they're all like setting up the equipment by themselves. I will. I think my um, favorite part about this scene is Jim is like, just, she doesn't even say like, hey, everybody, like Rio is, you know, his van broke down. Which personally, I took that as code is that Rio's at a truck stop. But whatever. We learn afterwards it's otherwise. <laughs> Um, but instead of being like, okay, guys, like, we have to, like, figure this out, she immediately just goes to start trying to move a giant speaker by herself, giving herself a hernia, and then everyone else is like, hey, Jem, like, we'll help you, like, relax, you know, like, chill the fuck out a little bit. Yeah, um, she was, I mean, yeah, her tight wad was, uh, real tight, real tight, extra tight (laughs) Bitch, she was crushing diamonds. Put a coal, yeah, he put some coal up there. Popping out quartz. Yup. Um, so, yeah, everyone's super concerned about how stressed she is. Um, and then we cut to Pizzazz, um, kind of like in jumping forward in time, where back where Kimber is like breaking the fourth wall and doing the confessional. And Pizzazz is calling Kimber to do a, like, it's time to go on stage. So they're now performing together. Yeah, you're giving um, that little nugget of like, oh, I guess, you know, something happened so bad that Kimber's working for Bizazz? Question mark? Yeah, which is bad. So we cut to Rhea, who's doing a similar type of confessional. And I actually like her outfit in this one. Like the hat and the off-the-shoulder blue dress. I don't remember it specifically, Um but what I will say about Rhea's confessional cam moment here, because she's like, I joined the holograms thinking it would be, like, the best time ever. I didn't know how quickly that would turn out not to be true. And I was like, Rhea, haven't you been there for, like, three years already? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how time works in this universe. Right, as we've established. Like, actually, like, No, 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 true. Very <laughs> true. But also, like, as we've said a million times, what even is time? So let's move on, I guess. Well, in this whole episode, too, the way time moves, oh, I was yeah. very confused. It was like two days, and it was three months, and it was two weeks ago, and now we're actually at present. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Rhea's talking about her how her dreams were dashed, and how um, she's telling a story about how 
like the day everything went wrong. So basically the stingers took to the stage, everyone was enchanted by Riot, and we have the song singing under my spell, or under my spell. Yes, under my Riot. spell. Uh, honestly, not a bad track. What I will say is that the backup singers for the Stingers, that rhymes, uh, are always doing, like, the most in, like, kind of the best way. But just, like, do not tell me those are two Eastern European women singing that. You know what I mean? No, zero percent. And I, I don't even know how Eastern European Rapture even is. Oh, Because she yeah. has an American accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just vaguely think of them, think of them both as like, I don't know, Nordic of some sort. But I have no, there's yeah. no real basis for that. Well, they're supposed to be from Germany. Oh, all of them. Well, so Ryan, Ryan's like half German. Ryan, right? Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, the real, is... a real man. <laughs> Saving Private Riot. Right. Exactly. Saving Riot's privates. Nice, nice. That's the one. Nice. Anyways, go on. Um, so Riot's who's Riot whose real name is Rory Llewellyn. Don't you remember this episode? His father was an American who was based in the military in Berlin. Uh we have we learned that already? Yeah. Oh yeah? So he's American, but like the other two are presumably German. But he was born in Germany, no? Yes. But, like, you know, military kids, I don't know, probably just, like, <laughs> ate McDonald's and lived on the base. Is that how it works? Yeah, you just live on the base? <laughs> I don't know. The only, the only military kid I know, and I don't know them because they're a fictional character, is Lois Lane. <laughs> and that's the literally the only thing I know about uh, military kids. Who now? Lois Lane? Yeah, Lois Lane. Lois Lane is a military kid? Yeah, yeah, she grew up, like, her father is a, um, general or something. So are you telling me that, this is Wonder Woman, right? No, 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 this is Lois Lane, uh, Clark, like, Superman's love interest? So is Superman just, like, Cold War propaganda? Superman predates the Cold War. He's, if anything, like, World War II propaganda? Mm. But, like, pro-American, anti, like, everyone else? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I think back when he, at least back when he was first created, it was a little bit more of a, like, a, I got the American ideal, but in, like, you know, the kind of, like, the positive sense, like, when it actually used to stand for something. Uh, and he's, it's, he, the character's creators were Jewish, so a lot of people have written about how, like, the Superman also represents kind of the, um, Take, like, fighting against, like, you know, the Nazis and all the prejudice that existed in World War II in the form of, like, a, you know, superhuman being type situation. Hmm. Like, they, they've, linked, they've linked the character of Superman to the concept of the Golem in Jewish mysticism, which is, like, a creature you summon to, like, kind of, like, battle your foes, often connected wow. to, like, kind of, like, a rock creature of sorts. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, like, people have made, like, that thematic connection. Wow, that seems like such a stretch, but that's very interesting. It is very interesting. Um, yeah, and like I was actually, I was pretty stoned yesterday. I was thinking about this because you know, of course, the Marvel movies are like so popular right now, uh, and I think people, at least in their in their minds right now, kind of think of this like, oh, you know, DC is like Mar is Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, and everyone like kind of more knows about Marvel. But when you think about it, like Superman and Batman, particularly as two characters have, like, spawned so much media over the last, like, 80 years. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely seems to be fewer, like, smaller characters in that universe that people have made movies about. Definitely that people have made movies about. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. But I'm, like, I'm also, like, kind of fine with that. I'm so, I'm kind of over the Marvel movies in a lot of ways. Like, they've gotten to the point of they're kind of milking a lot of you know, franchises and, like, you know, source material that sometimes doesn't really need to be made into a movie. 
What was Aquaman? Was that Marvel? Aquaman is DC, which I'm actually a big Aquaman. That was terrible. It was... Really? I mean, no, it was a bad movie, but it was pretty ridiculous, and it was at least kind of fun. I only got through, like, 20 minutes. Which is valid. Super valid. (laughs) There were pretty good visuals. Like, I would say it was a pretty good movie to watch while stoned and, like, not care about it, you know? Because, like, you know, I could get up and go do something and come back. Right. So, what were we talking Riot, about? Yeah, Riot and the Hologram, or Riot and Riot. the Singers were performing this song. Right, under and my spell. And basically, Jem is under his spell, is staring after Riot. And the music video is essentially Jem and Riot doing romantic shit, dancing, canoodling, with the holograms watching disapprovingly. Right. I really think the video plays up Riot's, like, sociopath sexy. Like, that's, like, his vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, this episode was not a very flattering depiction of Riot. Oh, no, he's he's a crazy person. Like, that man is deranged. I kind of love it. I'm surprised he didn't, like, cut her up into pieces, throw her in her in a fucking duffel bag. And Dude, that was... Water. Yeah, that was going to happen, like, 20 minutes bef- like after if they didn't find <laughs> them at the exact moment, for sure. <laughs> like, make a lampshade out of her skin? First, yeah. Or, like, yeah, wear her skin as a suit. Something with skin. <laughs> you know he's into the skin thing. Yeah, definitely into, like, skinning people or chopping them up. For sure, for sure, for sure. With that hair, come on. Anyways. Yeah, come on. Uh, come on. Um, <laughs> so, Riot casts Jim under her spell, which is also kind of a moment of, like, does he have superpowers? Does he not have superpowers? Anyways, right. um... They kind of play it off of like, oh, Jem is so overstressed and feeling so vulnerable. She's really in a dark place, so she's really into the idea of, I don't know, I guess, Riot right now. Uh, okay. Well, she also seems like, one, two options here. One, she got a lobotomy. Or oh, two, okay. he <laughs> drugged her. I really think the drugging happened. I think on the island, like, once they get on the deserted island, there was some drugging going on. For sure, for sure, for sure. On the well, boat as well. Yeah. Because... He was like, we we cut to that one scene, and he was like, oh, it's, can you believe it's been three days? It's right, like and she's like, what are you talking about? It's been half an hour. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. But yeah, that was also a moment. It definitely made it seem like he was drugging her, true. Then I was also like, yeah, like, does... I, I'm firmly in the, in the camp, I'm in the belief camp of that... Riot has like some like empathic powers. He can control people's emotions or pheromones, yeah. possibly. Probably both. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Um. So, basically, Riot whisks Gem away in a limo without really telling her where they're going. Meanwhile, we cut back to the present, uh, where Roxy is yelling at Rhea. So, further establishing that the Misfits has some sort of control over the holograms now. Right, right, right. Uh, and then we get Riot as the narrator, and he's wearing, like, a real skanky island outfit, um, <laughs> which I was very appreciative to see. But I want to complain to the animators because the muscle definition was lacking and there was no bulge. And it's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, we're here to see some hot piece of ass here at this. 80s cartoon. Ex- you know look, 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 if you got a, if you got a, a fine ass gentleman in, I don't know, what was he wearing? Like a couple leaves as like, like a you know, loincloth. a yeah. loincloth chilling in the jungle or something. Give me, give me, I, I want to see the grains in the nips and I want to see a bulge in the crotch. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like that's um, fair. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of young female children in 1988, would have appreciated that as well. I mean, let's not be heteronormative here, Michael. Well, I'm speaking for the homos. I'm speaking for all the gay kids. Didn't you say female children? Well, I said, I also think those kids would have appreciated it, like all the young little girls watching it when it originally aired. Mm-hmm. I'm also speaking for all the thirsty gay little boys <laughs> in general, from past to present. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, basically here Riot is talking about how he tricked Jem or something into this whole situation. Yeah, um, he basically kind of gloats like his plan worked and it all came together. And you're a little bit like, oh, what was your plan? Um, turns yes. out his plan was to take Jem onto a boat. Uh, 
Which I love because they pull up into the car and Jem says, what's this? And Riot's like, it's a boat. Uh, yeah, I love that. I was like, yeah. this is clearly a ship. I would be right. like, oh, this is a fucking kayak, you know? Well, it's also like, I, I don't know, like such a response. Like she's like, yeah, like, <laughs> I know it's a boat, but like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. And then he says, haven't you ever wanted to sail down to Mexico? And I was like, like, not really. Uh, like, I was like, going... It's a cruise ship. It doesn't have sails, but I'm being pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair point. Fair point. Um, but also, I don't want. I don't want to take a cruise ship anywhere. Like, I want to go to. I. I. I <laughs> the idea of going to Mexico is appealing, but I don't want to sail there or take a ship there. Yeah, I don't want to take a shit there either. Yeah. <laughs> if you drink the water, you take a lot of shits. That's that's yeah. the whole vibe there. <laughs> All of them. Um. So. Jen is like, yeah, I mean, Mexico would be nice, but I have responsibilities. And um, she's like, I don't know if I can. And he's like, you can, you will, and you are. Exactly. And you really see, like, the blank, like, the blank stare. You know what I mean? Like, the soulless eyes. Um, and then, well, at this point, she had no choice because it's too late and they've already started to move. Right, which I also loved. He's like, oh, too late. We've already left the harbor. You're stuck at sea, lady. Uh, So basically he kidnaps her. Pretty much, pretty much. But then they do go on to have a lovely time, it seems like. It seems like. I think she's just trying to accept her fate of being, like, deserted on this fucking island. Right, right, right. I also think she's in a very dark place because we see Jem wearing a shitty headscarf, and that's usually Jerrica's domain. So the fact that, like, those two are crossing over, she's not well, you know? Well, yeah, because we get this whole montage of Riot and Jem on vacation, and she's, like, wearing some vacation outfit with a shitty headscarf. Um, but then we cut to the scene of Riot gambling, and, like, is that the kind of values we want to instill in our children? Wow, look at you coming over here, the moral police in this episode. (laughs) Uh, you know what? Yes, it is. Kids gotta learn how to take a chance, (laughs) alright? It's true. You need to learn how to play within the system, and gambling is one of those moments. For sure. Um... It's also a vice, just saying. Just and I think, and I think those loincloths were a little bit inappropriate. The loincloths definitely were, but like I was glad they were in there. They didn't need to be. I mean, the truly problematic thing is her being drugged and kidnapped and like <laughs> chopped up into pieces. But right. Anyway. The overall plot was pretty concerning, but these little minor moments, I feel like I'm going to make a bigger deal with because I'm a white lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm That's a white exactly lady. I don't it. know any better, uh, which is the excuse white ladies have been using literally since the dawn of time. Talking about you, Eve. Uh, I, I feel like it's also the excuses, but I'm a white lady. Like, not like true. I don't know any better, but I'm just a white lady, okay? Well, I mean, yeah, they're kind of the same excuse. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a white lady. I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, But I'm a white lady? Oh, Lord. Um, So good. Anyway, basically, Jem says that she misses her sister and her friends and riot responds to that with we don't need them we only need each other which is yeah bad shit crazy exactly exactly um and he's really yeah he's really fucking with jem's head and then we get aja as a narrator and it turns out like jem's been gone for a really long time so we get another time jump here uh and they can't play shows or cut records, which I kind of laughed at. Because I was like, oh, right. Because you guys cut records in like two days. I forgot. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, although, so this was, when I saw Aja's outfit here, I really liked Aja's outfit, if you, cl- if you yes. clock that. It was good. Yes, the zebra print with the mesh thing. Yeah, and like she was, kind of, it was kind of like a halter top, but also like not. It was a lot of things going on. It was busy, but it was busy Phillips, so in a good way. <laughs> Yes, definitely busy Phillips over here. Right, right, right. And, um, yeah, basically, this is a day that decided the future of Starlight forever. So, this scene I actually really like, because 
We see an angry mob congregating outside of Kimber's office. An angry mob of creditors. Yeah, <laughs> creditors. And Kimber, like, escapes through her window on a makeshift rope into Aja's... In a, in a skyscraper. So, like, she's right. at floor, like, 90, going to, like, floor 89, but whatever. Anything to escape those creditors. Yeah, exactly, you know? They really, they really hound you. Yeah, she's basically like, oof, I don't know how, how much longer we can dodge these creditors. <laughs> Teaching the kids some good lessons. Yeah, time, honestly, so. it's like, yeah, if you have debts, run away. Don't deal with them. And eventually <laughs> your crazy sister will come back and take care of things. Right, exactly. Um, and in this scene, they receive a postcard from Jen basically saying that she's having a great time and that she won't be returning to the holograms. And I was like... Yeah, Jem wrote this. Yeah, also I mean, she's definitely been chopped into pieces by now. Right, that's what my first thought was. Uh, and then it was like, oh, of course this is like this must be fake. Um, and we do learn later it was, but apparently Riot was able to mimic Jem's um, handwriting. Yes, which he's terrifying. Cause, yeah, because he's a fucking psychopath uh, <laughs> or sociopath. Well, actually, yeah. I think I think Riot is a psychopath. Uh, I forget the, the difference. So I actually recently read a book uh, kind of on psychopathy, which is how you say that word. Because you wouldn't say psychopathy. That sounds weird. I didn't want to say that. I know how to pronounce it. Thank you very much. Oh, well, which one is it? Psychopathy. So, okay, good. It is psychopathy. But the, the thing is, there's a, there are other words like metallurgy. It should be metallurgy. Anyways. Yeah, uh, I agree. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, so the difference, I think, is psychopaths like don't really have like a conscience or like don't really have like a like a sense of how their actions will affect others kind of thing it's a little like they're kind of like a little dissociated whereas sociopaths know what they're doing is wrong oh i see uh, yeah it's and- hard to say i mm, yeah yeah I don't know what I would say he is then. I'm going to say psychopath. I think, right, there is kind of, like, a ignorance to him. Like, I don't think he thinks he's being evil. Yeah, I think he's just looking out for number one the entire time. Yeah, he's and, like, like trying to get as much pleasure as he can. Because, like, that's how his, like, brain is wired. Yeah, he has, like, mad lizard brain. Oh, mad Liz, bro. <laughs> mad Liz. Um... <laughs> It's like Mad Libs, except your brain's reptilian. Right. If <laughs> you like Mad Liz, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that could be a good rap. Like, uh, my reptilian brain on lock, call me Lizzo or something. We'll oh, workshop yeah, we'll workshop, we'll workshop. I think our rap already has reptilian brains in it at some point. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> No, 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 I know because I thought of this and I was actually very pleased. Oh, I can't remember it. Oh, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. Insane in the reptilian brain. No, it's something like, you know, and we making millions, take what we want because our brains are reptilian. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember. I remember that. That was a good one. We haven't written anything in a while. Sometimes I'll come up with these half-assed lines, but, like, I need to write more verses. I also will do that. Like, yesterday, I think I thought, I was like, oh, violence, violence and violence could be a fun rhyme. <laughs> but then I was like, I think maybe I still have from Janelle Monae. Oh. Well, you could do, like, something about violence. Like, you die at the hands of violence, but I'll, like, playing you the world's tiniest violence. Oh, that's something. actually, yeah, 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 that's pretty good. That's pretty some, good. like, concept like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some social commentary. You know, real deep shit. <laughs> Anyway, um, where were we? Where so basically, were they're we? working for the fucking misfits now. They're being right. lost around by pizzazz, which no one wants ever. And we basically, like, she purchased, uh, I don't know if we got to this point, but be, uh, Yeah, but we can skip ahead. We can skip ahead. We can, like, yeah. basically, pizzazz starts narrating, and she's gloating real hard that basically she achieved all of her goals. Uh, she kind of buys Starlight Music because they go yes. bankrupt yes. Uh, and then gets all of the holograms and the stingers into the Misfits 
because they have they can't do anything I guess without their leads, which is actually kind of depressing. Uh, and Eric had no one else to promote except for them because there are literally no other music acts in all of LA, I guess. Uh, And so, Pizzazz living her best life. I actually really enjoyed this for Pizzazz. Yeah, Pizzazz was, like, they were selling out everything. They're the biggest names. Um, I also just love how during the court proceedings for the bankruptcy, (laughs) um, basically the judge is like, listen, either you sell it to Mr. Gabor or, you know, you see all these orphans here? Yeah, they're going to a different foster home. Yeah, like, they gonna be dead. They gonna be <laughs> dead real dying. quick. They yeah, did. exactly. Uh, I enjoyed it, too, because I was like, oh, I don't think judges do this, like, really give <laughs> advice. Um, but I thought it was pretty funny. It was. I mean, Kimber got thrown into the hot seat. Jem, like, basically throughout their entire lives, Jem or Jerrica reaped all the benefits of their father's favoritism got left the company, all that shit. And then she fucks off, and then Kimber's left dealing with the bankruptcy proceedings. Very true. And, like, ill-equipped to deal with any sort of, like, managerial obstacle. uh, Because, yeah, she'd been disconnected from it the entire time. Uh, That being said, though, I really think this is a very savvy business deal on the Gabor's part, because they really have, like, they have Kimber in a corner here, because they know she has no alternative other than to accept the offer. Right. But I find it very interesting that they didn't sell off the Starlight Mansion or, like, the Starlight House. That yeah. They were humane enough to, like, I know, I know, take I know. care yeah, of the I ha- orphan. I hate that, too. Um, that would have been, like, the fix to the whole problem. It's like, oh, Starlight Music is so un- unprofit- unprofitable. Anyway, so unprofitable because we have this, like, fucking orphan farm to run. Well, we'll just cut all the orphans <laughs> off. That would have been the solution. Or we don't feed them. They have to, like, work for their food. Right. Or, like, farm for it, you know? Like, just do your own, like, no-kilometer diet thing. You kids are into that shit. (laughs) Anyway, um, we get the song Top of the Charts by the Misfits featuring the singers and the holograms. And it's called Top of the Charts. That's a pretty hot synth bass line. Dude, yeah. The opening to this song, I was, like, a little taken aback. Like, I had to, you know, take a moment, press pause, fix my hair, and then get back into it. Because there was, like, some good, like, synth techno beats off the top. And then also Pizzazz is, like, riding a line graph. I like it. It's happened. I made it. I'm finally here. At the top of the chart. Top of the chart. It's happened. The dream of Outfits, Roxy's wearing that lizard frill shirt with the fishnets. Exactly. Lizard swamp witch. Yes. Lizard reptilian madam. That's the one. That's the one. Realness. (laughs) Category is reptilian madam realness. Pretty (laughs) good category. Great category. That's a good category. I would like love it if Drag Race got kind of like messed in the head about the categories. You know what I mean? Yeah, even if you did something like brothel. Ooh, brothel like, would be kind of hot. And doing, you could do like interplanetary madams. You could do like. True, true, out of true. Gutter madams. Gutter madam. I love a good gutter madam. <laughs> like a madam from the pits of hell, like a reptile one. I don't know, like under the sea madam. I don't fucking know. You could really just put a madam on anything. <laughs> For sure, they bookshelf have madams, right? Right, mermaids got madams. You kidding me? The first madams were mermaids. <laughs> Mermadam. Mermadam. <laughs> Mermeve and mermadam. What? The, it's like the original mermaids. One was a madam, Merm- and one was like just a girl. Merme. Oh, mermeve. Mermeve. <laughs> it could also be Mersteve. I don't know, whatever. Mersteve. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Mermadam and Beeve, not Mermadam and Steve. 
You fucking homos. Oh, like, oh, okay. We're all mermaids here, sir. I'm a merbexual. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, uh... <laughs> that went somewhere. Sure, we sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I blacked out for the last four minutes, so I don't know where I am. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so basically, um, we cut to Jem and Riot, who is now wearing a loincloth, and they're in some hut-type compound in Mexico. And three days prior, or an amount of time prior, yeah. we jumped again... <laughs> Some sort of time jump. I don't fucking know. <laughs> we cut to the cruise where um, they're talking about how three days have passed. And this is where Jem's like, what? Yeah, like, who, who, who are you? So definitely she's been drugged. For sure, for sure. Um, and Jem is like, listen, I have to go back. I have responsibilities. And this is another fucked up scene Dude, I... I love this scene because Riot is basically just like, but you haven't seen me water ski yet. Uh, and Jim was like, oh, okay, sure. I haven't seen you water ski. I should probably stay longer. Uh, right. <laughs> and then he, and Riot says like, I'm pretty terrific at it. And he is pretty terrific at it. And then he gets out of the water and he casually laughs maniacally and says, am I not perfect? And it's the, <laughs> the scariest, best thing in the world. Yeah, but then he gets even crazier because Jem's like, I need to go home. And then Riot's like, have you made a decision about me? Like, what are you going to do about Rio? I'm stronger, smarter, and more clever. And Jem's like, I don't care. I just want to go home. <laughs> all valid points, though. He is all of those things. Um, so basically, like, he, he tells her at this point that, you know, it was him behind the plan to stop like destroy break rio's van so he couldn't fix the like get to the concert and then all of this stuff randomly happened oh she got mad at him and then he knew it would work out for him yeah yeah it was like it was a pretty loosey-goosey plan but it seemed to work out yeah anyway uh Gemma's like understandably very upset and she's like i want to go she tries to drive the boat on her own but then he grabs the steering wheel and basically drives them into a bunch of rocks, and there was a huge explosion that they somehow survived. Yeah, it's the prerequisite <laughs> almost car chase kind of thing, and then, yeah, they, they, they almost die hitting into a fucking rock. Um, but they don't, I guess. They don't. She's passed out on the beach, though. She's, bitch is always passed out on some shore. Oh, I know, exactly. This is, like, not the first time, and won't be the last. <laughs> Um, and he's, like, talking to himself and the audience at this point is basically like, you know, life will be perfect here, everything will be just fine, and winks at the camera while her, like, lifeless body is alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, no, okay, also, so... Riot is talking to the camera as he discovers Jem's unconscious body, and Jem wakes up and says, hey, who are you talking to? And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot is going on. Um, a lot. Uh, but we cut to the stingers, um, and the others are, you know, upset that he's not there, Riot. And Minx is basically going on about how he was her guru, guru and her inspiration. Rapture thinks they belong together. And then they whoever, I guess, Roger Slifer, wrote Minx as, like, you know, that very clunky, like, German phrasing. She says here, ride is the nucleus around which we revolve. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was a line where I was like, all right. Like, laying it on thick here. I know, it's We've so all been much. to grade 10 science, thank you very much. Um, and meanwhile, Rio is there moping at the postcard that yeah, generally was sent being by Jem. Uh, Minx is still into him for some reason. For some reason, undisclosed and, reason. And like takes it away from him and is basically like, you know she didn't even write this, right? This is like Riot's forgery. Um, 
And at that point, Ryan's like, oh, it's not Jem? Like, oh, we can go there and we know where we where she is. It's like, how did you not think to go where she was before? Well, I think, like, previously he assumed Jem had written the letter and, like, she didn't want to be sought out. Uh, I do really love the way that they found out that Riot wrote the letter because he did a perfect approximation of Jem's or Jerrica's handwriting or whatever the fuck, but he signed it with a little R little symbol because he's such an egotistical crazy person that he has to leave some sort of, like, clue that he'll get so he'll get the credit. It's like a serial killer returns to the scene of the crime. Yeah, exactly. It's very serial killer. Very serial killer, um, but they decide to go after them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm just surprised that the holograms didn't want to go after her. Or that Kimber, like, they weren't at all worried. Because she wasn't in a healthy mental state before disappearing. They honestly, any rational person would have gotten that letter and been like, oh man, she's worse than I thought, and immediately left. But it's the holograms, and they actually take everything at face value, and they're like, oh, this thing that I'm receiving now is the information that I need and the factual truth, and thus I'll make my decisions <laughs> based on that and not infer in any, any more and use any sort of, you know, complex thought. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, so, basically, as they're all running out of the studio, the holograms and the stingers included, Pizzazz is yelling after them that they'll all be fired. Um, meanwhile, she's stuck with the Starlight Girls, the orphans, and Ashley has her own little talking head. Yeah, I was like, I was a little bit like, really, we're gonna let Ashley included on this breaking the fourth wallness? I didn't like it. Yeah, we don't need to hear. I don't need to hear Ashley's personal thoughts and feelings ever. Children should be seen and not not heard, heard. exactly, or even seen, but you know, you know what? Preferably not seen, right? Exactly. (laughs) A silent scene is better than a heard heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, they she declares that the orphans have had enough of the misfits, and um, basically their plan to sab- sabotage them, I guess, is basically telling Pizzazz, "Hey, look, like the, we need it's a new semester. We need new clothes." And Pizzazz, is like, "Fuck you, no." <laughs> well, it's like it's it's not even like kind of sabotage. I feel like the orphans are saying like normal things that they need, but I think like they're. Their, their avenue to sabotage is like, oh, let's let Pizzazz experience what it is to be a caregiver. Uh, and understandably, Pizzazz is like, oh, no, fuck all of this. I don't want anything to do with any of your nonsense. Uh, to then they follow up with a little bit of blackmail of like, oh, I guess we'll go tell the orphanage people. I don't know. Um, that like, yeah. you know, you're not giving us clothes and then they should take away Starlight Orphanage. And Starlight Music? That was, like, a little part of me was where I was like, okay, they can take you orphans away. I don't think they can take the music company away. No, that's not how that works that's at all. That's not how that works at all. Uh, <laughs> and you're right. Pizzazz in that moment should have been like, okay, fine. Like, I guess see you never. Because uh, <laughs> you're going to be gone. Because you're, you're just a child saying some random bullshit. Like. Exactly. And I don't have to listen to you. You have no power here. Yeah, go on now. Get. Um... <laughs> So, Rio arrives in Mexico with the gang, and he's mm. talking to some... Can I just point out Rio's very gay exploring outfit? It's, he's always wearing this outfit. I know, but the thing was, he was wearing this outfit before he even learned that, like, Jem <laughs> was missing, and he had to go on, like, an exploring adventure. I really think Rio <laughs> was just dressed for the occasion, and he's like, that's why we have to go. Right, right, right. He's like, finally, a reason to be dressed like this. Right, exactly, exactly. He was all dressed up with nowhere to go. That's how I make my decisions. Uh, Um, I mean, sometimes I really do. (laughs) Anyway, so Ryan is talking to some people in Mexico, and he basically learns that there was an accident um, off the shore of some island. Um, So, yeah, they could be anywhere So this was, like, also a thing, because, like, I was confused as to when Riot would have sent this letter, but then I realized, I was like, oh, okay, he sent it before they got into the ski boating accident, but then I remembered, no, they went directly from the boat to the ski water skiing thing, and then they crashed. At one point, did he have time to forge a letter to send (sighs) 
to fucking the, the holograms. You know, this man doesn't sleep, probably. I would assume not. All I'm saying is, in my slice of cheese, there's some holes in there. Your slice of cheese. How slice. dare you I said, slice? I said, I said slice of cheese. Thank you very much. <laughs> this, is, this is a slice of, like, some Havarti cheese. Does Havarti have holes in there? I always forget. I forget. You don't even need Maybe. cheese to get here. Yeah, I'm vegan. Why are you asking me? That's your fault. It's true. I, I should never... I should know not to um, talk about cheese with the people who cook it vegs. Yeah, I know nothing about anything that isn't vegan. Like, I only know vegan history. I don't know... You only... Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> it's... I mean, it's like a very limited knowledge like base. But in certain circles, vegan circles, very useful. Very, very, very. Um, anyway, so basically, where are we? Um, so they come, they come upon Re- Riot and Jem in their little hammocks, living their best life. And it's uh, Rio and Minx, or Rapture, yes. I think it's Minx. Um, and they come upon them, and they're like, oh, they look like really, really happy. And Rio is like, oh, I'm not going to go bother them because... I'm Rio, and I accept everything at face value, and so this is how I'm gonna approach this. So he storms off I mean, as Rio does. It doesn't even look like that. It doesn't even look like she's having a good time, though. She's just lying in a hammock. Yeah, she's lying in a hammock. There to do. Right, right. Which I mean, that being said, though, you can't not look like you're having a good time in a hammock. Yeah, that's very true. It's like you're pretty fucking comfy. It's a fucking hammock. Um, um, but so, Minx is like, you know, fuck that because I don't want to go work for the Misfits again. But so and also I, Minx being like a rational person, like, well, maybe we should like go talk to them and find out. <laughs> yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Um. So basically, they go up to them, and um, Jam is super happy to see Rio and tells him that Riot tricked them. They kiss. And Riot's not having it because women are objects and something to be fought, af- fought oh, yeah, over. Obviously. So they, you know, Riot's shirtless, wearing a loincloth. Rio in his explorer suit. <laughs> his is, very, uh, very gay explorer suit. <laughs> and then Jem rightfully breaks them up and is like, listen, I'm not something to be fought over. Like, I can make a choice and I want to leave. Which I appreciate. I, I enjoy that they gave, at least gave her that, like, the I am not an object moment. Which, you know, for the late 80s is better than I'm sure what a lot of other things were doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, it redeems the rest of the it, problematic shit that It, it doesn't, but what I will say is most of the problematic shit in this plot is, the orchestration, is by the orchestration of what could be a cannibal serial killer. So, who's to blame here? <laughs> Truly. Um, he's super devious and, like, cunning. Yeah. He's mad cunning linguist, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, they're in the boat to head back to America or, like, some place. <laughs> yeah, they're going to sail back. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and um, Rio reveals that he took the spark plug and holds it up. So the singers can't start their engine to follow that. Which I was like, like kind of fucked up. I was I wasn't here for that. But also I was like, did he grab the spark plug to also put up a put it up his ass? <laughs> <laughs> a spark plug and a butt plug basically being the same thing. It was shaped like a mini butt plug. It was butt plug. I'll give you that. It was. And it has the word plug in it. So what else so, are you plugging if not you, your butt? Honestly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for real. Maybe my my bathtub sometimes. I want to take a bath. Yeah. Sometimes. But I feel like you plug your butt more. Way off. Way like more everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're back. They're heading back to the good old U.S. of A. And they walk into the misfits who are still controlling Starlight Music, who are still in control of the orphanage, and basically, well, they're not really in control because the orphans are running amok. Right. And, As they do. And Pizzazz is basically desperate to offload the orphans onto Jerrica and the holograms. But, like, she doesn't even offer it to Eric, which I love. 
But though Eric does say, like, no, 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 I will pay you for it, but then also relents after being called Uncle Eric by, I want to say, Bonnie. <laughs> I think it was Bonnie. Um, with her soulless eyes, Eric had to be like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. Yeah. Um, so everything worked out in the end, and we get a cleaning montage. What I'm hoping, and... though, is pizzazz. Because like, we only have like a few more episodes left in the series. I hope this episode is like a moment for pizzazz, which is like, oh, I've accomplished everything that I've already wanted to accomplish in terms of, like, destroying Jem, getting control of all of her assets and all that kind of stuff. And she's realized now it's actually not worth it. So I'm hoping this will be a turning point for her character. I hope so. Or, like, realizing that she doesn't have to want what Jem has. Exactly, because she doesn't actually want what Jem has. Because what Jem has is, like, kind of shitty. Yeah, it's kind of the worst. It's, like, um, kind of the worst. <laughs> and Jem is, like, mentally unstable. Oh, soup's unstaves, bro. <laughs> that horse ain't got no stable. <laughs> like, no... That's a good one. No room at the inn. Go to the stable. I don't know. I was going for a Mary Joseph Jesus moment, but it didn't really work out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Workshop it. Um, So we cut to the song All's Right with the World. It's basically a cleaning montage slash, like, bulldozing the Misfits poster and billboard and, you know, getting back to business. Yeah, it's very getting back to business. Although, so... This song, uh, like, all is right in the world, BBD, everyone is everything. I don't know what the fuck the lyrics are. <laughs> That's for real what I think it says. Everyone is everything. Everyone is doing things. Um, it's like, I don't know, all's right in the world, make it what you think, everyone is in the pink, and they do say Whoa. everyone is in the pink frequently, and I was like, that's a very different meaning after Janelle Monae's song. <laughs> but after, like, one in the pink, two in the stink, you know? <laughs> you're right, you're right, that was the moment. That was the moment. Yeah. I am the moment. That yeah. is the moment. That is, it's true. It's true. Um, but anyways, it's funny to hear now. It is funny. It is very funny. Uh, this episode was excellent. Um, if I could give the hottest bitch award, baddest bitch award to the writer, I would give it to Slifey. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Slifey. Uh, again, I'm trying yeah. to think of another Slife moment, but that's all I got. He, Yeah. Baddest bitch is probably writer Slifer. Um, yeah, but as far as the characters go, do we think that anyone merited that title? I mean, honestly, despite him being, you know, really crazy and problematic and dangerous, it was a good episode for Riot. He accomplished a lot of things. He accomplished a lot of things. I mean, he got his butt plug pulled out. That sucks. Um, Pizzazz, maybe? She did. She also had a really good episode. She did. I think none of them deserve it as much as Slifey, though. Oh, no, Avi. Um, yeah, give my Lifey to Slifey, please. If I yeah, could, I would. Life I would, and I can, and I will. Oh, wow, okay. That's some dark as, magic. It's good as shit. Roger. Not Roger. <laughs> That's Roger Slifey. As Riot would say, you can, you will, and you do. Or yeah, or whatever crazy shit is that. <laughs> you have. Yeah, you have, and I own you, and you're going to die. Uh, <laughs> so weakest bitch though weakest bitch. Uh, Jem was pretty weak. Jem yo. was like hella weak, yo. Um, what did she even do? She just like drove herself mad with stress, and then and was became yeah, like brain dead, basically, and was yeah <laughs> frequently drugged by a psychopath. Uh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she was the victim of circumstance in a lot of ways, but victim is the key word here. She was never a survivor. No, she was never a survivor. She survived in spite of herself. Uh, and despite my wishes. <laughs> yeah, I wish you had never come to on that shore. <laughs> 
I wish he would stay pass out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Honestly, they probably would have figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would have figured it out. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode today. If you like what you heard, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Gemgirls Podcast on both platforms. And go to our website, gemgirls.com. It's a good time. It's a good time. You know what else is a good time? Is sharing positive messages with the world. And you know what will do that? <laughs> what will do that is rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your our podcast. And what I really mean by that, that being the pod, Paul, is that you should give us five stars and a positive review. Because, yes. as I already said, it's the pod, Paul, that we didn't even write. That came from Ron Paul. So, <laughs> Or you know, not RuPaul. No, it was edited by RuPaul, <laughs> written by Ron Paul. Uh, oh Jesus, that's a lot of. It R-Pauls. was a it was an R Paul R Paul combo. Wow. Uh, on the Pod Paul, uh, R Paul plus R Paul equals Pod Paul. So that's the equation you have to remember, <laughs> and it'll get you through some you know pretty sticky situations. This sticky situation being, rate us and reviewing us wherever you find your podcast. Uh, anyways, uh, I thought you were gonna say something about three times the slide. I was gonna get jizzy with it, but then I. I really reined it in. I really reined it in. Uh, I thought about it. My mind went there, but I decided otherwise. Well, Um, you still said get jizzy with it, so that's good. That is good. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, It was. Thank you. With all that said and done, I suppose that brings us to the end of the episode. Once again, just say it again that we got to the end of the episode. (laughs) And with all that said and done, until next time, stay stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Goodbye.